It's DTS-197. We have an updated roadmap information on DLC2's official release date, some Borderlands 3 likely release information, and Warframe's DevStream 109 to cover. All that and more, coming up. You're listening to Destiny The Show. What is good, everybody, and welcome to the DTS Podcast. I'm BBK Dragoon. I'm joined, as always, by my great co-host, Diddy. What is up, my man? How was your week? And let's just get into things like, what did you play? Played uh, a lot of Borderlands. I got back into Overwatch as well. I took about three or four-week hiatus from the game because I was just so frustrated, just needed a break, and uh, had some fun games. So, that was How's nice. the new Game Plus uh, run going for Borderlands right now? It's a ton of fun. Like there was a comment on last week's DTS about how this concept was blowing my mind, and I'm uh. like, yeah, <laughs> because I know it's been out there for a long time, and other games have it as well, especially the Dark Souls series, right? I hear you guys mm-hmm. talk about it all the time, and this is like my first true New Game Plus game experience, and it's just so much fun because there's newer enemies that we haven't seen before, like there's the the, the Goliath enemies, right, uh, in Borderlands, and the upgraded versions are like juggernauts and they're super hard to kill and it's it's just a ton of fun because i have this piece of gear i have this shield right i'm playing as a necromancer and uh, for those of you who play borderlands 2 know what that is um it's a class and so i have the shield and when it depletes for a few seconds i do area of effect fire damage in bursts and it does like sixteen thousand damage per burst Wow. And so what I'll do is I have the shotgun that does splash damage. So I'll just run up to the first enemy, shotgun them in the face at point blank range. It depletes my shield. And then I just run around the area just doing tons of fire damage. It's really funny. Nice. That's very cool. And your your fiance, what class is she playing? She's playing as a siren. Okay. Uh, and so she she's always played as the siren, always loved the siren. And she's specced it out to be more of a team player. So there's lots of healing and lots of phase locks and lots of, since I like to run around a lot, I go down quite often. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so she has an insta res on me uh, all the time. You so. guys are a perfect little combo. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just the chaotic little minion running around and she's the, uh, the medic. <laughs> totally. I tried out Elder Scrolls Online this week for the very first time. That's right. I've yeah. had a handful of viewers asking, hey, have you tried it? And I've never actually tried it yet, so I'm a big Skyrim fan. fan. I liked too. Oblivion. It's cool. I would say it's... I'm five hours in, so I'm way too early to give any sort of indication about what I think of it. It's like half MMO, half Elder Scrolls game, and they kind of meet in the middle. The music is exactly what you'd expect from Elder Scrolls. It's so <laughs> freaking yeah. good, dude. All right, today's show, man. Some interesting stuff. We have the official release date of Expansion 2. We have information coming in... Uh, the form of PvE upgrades for enemies getting tougher, but maybe giving us some more room as players to push out more damage. And then we have Warframe Devstream 109 talking about a new game mode coming to Warframe very soon, as well as the new Korra frame, and then a likely release date for Borderlands 3. So why don't we get into things right away? News! All right. Twab was updated, Diddy. The development roadmap has now laid out some further timelines past uh, update 120. Why don't we look at the new cards for summer and September 
being the next stuff coming on this roadmap thing? Yeah, so summer was kind of a big question mark in the previous roadmap. It just it gave us everything leading up to May, expansion two, and then September, a detailed September. So like what's happening in between there? They are thankfully doing a summer update. And in that summer update, they're doing a new seasonal event, probably Sparrow Racing League, SRL, but that's gonna be my prediction. Uh, they're doing faction rally improvements. They're adding bounties and PC clan chat, and then a stretch goal of exotic armor sandbox changes. Mm -hmm. And then this September, uh, which confirmed kind of what we predicted last week for the Taken Queen expansion. September is season four starting point. You get gear collections, records, weapon slot changes, weapon randomizations, and more yet to be revealed. So September is likely going to be your Taken Queen uh, expansion time frame right there. Um, there's something missing now, Diddy, from the development roadmap. Do you know what it is? I read about it, and then I forgot about it. So I have no Prestige idea. Prestige Eater of Worlds. Oh, yeah. It's not on here anymore. So Questionable. Meh. When are we getting that? I don't know. Give me a war mind raid, poor favor with season <laughs> two or uh, expansion two, start of season three. So, um, like we talked about last time, yes, war mind is the name of the next expansion. It comes on May eighth. Diddy, I think you win. I said May fifteenth, and you said the second <laughs> Tuesday of the month. Is that the second Tuesday of the month? It is. That is. Oh my gosh. Fortunately, the second Tuesday of the month, and I did say. They don't like releasing stuff in the first seven days, so they chose the eighth day. It happens to be a Tuesday. May 8th, Warmind DLC. There you go. There you go. And the reveal stream on April 24th, the developers from Bungie will be Next on the hot week. seats. Yep. Yep, along with some representatives from our new partners and Vicarious Visions to talk Ooh. about this new adventure that we created together. So Vicarious Visions are the guys who are doing the heavy lifting I'm imagining with this one. That's one of two studios that Activision has under their umbrella that they tasked to help on Destiny 2, the other one being High Moon. And the piece of artwork they released with it, Diddy, looks like a big SIVA cube, does it not? Uh, yeah, uh, it definitely does. It's definitely the Warmind architecture that we all know and love from Destiny 1. And there's a 4K resolution as well. So for those of you who need a new desktop background or... If you are still like the majority of the world and have a 1080p monitor, you can have that one as well. Mars, 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 give me Mars. <laughs> but Chris Barrett, give me more than just a short little campaign, and I might be happy. Yes. <laughs> All right. Yes. Anything else you want to say on that before we move on to the power changes that they're thinking about doing? I really hope they don't reveal too much in the reveal stream next week. Um, I personally really don't want to watch it, but of course I'm going to. Uh, because I want to go into this just totally dark, uh, but unfortunately, I just get lost in hype a lot of the times and just watch it anyways. <laughs> yeah, I'm hopeful, but I don't expect anything substantial until September. I don't September. think they're going to do many big sweeping changes this time around. Uh, Taken Queen is probably where we'll see a lot of major improvements uh, to some of the game systems in Destiny 2. Isn't it funny you read weapon randomization? September. You know what I mean? It's like, ah, oh, the Benjamin Button of Destiny. We're yeah, going they, back. You know they just don't want to go back to Destiny 1 levels, right? They, I've seen a lot of community members and devs, Bungie devs, talk about solutions to gear roles on Twitter. And it's like, man, do you prefer leveling up your weapons or having everything unlocked? And it's those kinds of discussions. Hopefully we'll see some of that 
touched on at the Destiny Summit that's happening, or Bungie Summit, Destiny 2 Summit, whatever. Uh, the Community Summit happening soon, and yeah, we'll, we'll hear some more nice details, yep. hopefully in the coming weeks. So they had a combatants design lead, Tomo Nori Kinoshida, hop on board with the TWAB to just basically say that they're going to be raising up the power progression and um, I guess the power of enemy combatants to make your you know light level or your power level feel more meaningful. The, the summary is essentially they're extending their outgoing and incoming damage scaling from a cap of 40 power level delta to a 50 power level delta. And they say currently the max is 40 in the game. By moving it up to a 50 power level, um, it adds a little more room for players to show off how badass they really are. And they also will say when a combatant is at a 50 power level or higher above the player, they're going to be immune and display the question mark icon that some of you guys may have seen back during Destiny 1. So things are going to have more health and be tougher <laughs> to kill is my prediction here. And they, I mean, they even say that it's going to take longer to kill higher level combatants. Sure. I mean, every time you come across an expansion, push the, the difficulty a little bit further out, but also give us powerful things again. We're just starting to feel more powerful in PvE. So I feel like they, they're kind of... They keep moving that mile marker out just a little bit further as soon as we get a little bit closer. No, 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 no. Gallerhorn 1.0 <laughs> was a mistake. No, it was not Bungie. It was fun to melt things. You could look at this as a nerf to PvE, in my opinion, because with 114 that ju they just released... They buffed a lot of weapons in PvE. Well, now they're extending the end game or higher level enemies to be more difficult to kill. That's kind of, I don't know, backtracking in my opinion. But I always thought it was too easy in the end game anyways. So I guess this is a nice change. My big question is, why should I care? What's my motivation to invest more time and try a little bit harder to complete these activities if there's say not a good enough reward at the end of the tunnel you know you want you want a sweet gear treadmill right I, yeah i want yeah. a sweet gear treadmill when i'm gonna go back to borderlands because that's what i'm playing right now and i'm just super hype on it when i kill a really badass enemy i most likely there's a chest at the end of that room and in that chest is a better piece of gear guaranteed almost every single time and there you go. I, I say I said guaranteed, and then almost every time, so it contradicts. Whatever. Sixty percent of the time, it works all the time, Diddy. <laughs> exactly. You understand what I meant. But I I know you. I get it's, you. It's like <laughs> there's not that feeling in Destiny Two currently with the end game activities. I just I don't think it's good enough yet. No Reward rewards. System. We still they still got to nail rewards down. Yeah. Um. Every every single kind of investment style game you always need to make things a little bit harder and continue the push forward. So if they're making the mm -hmm. enemies a little bit more challenging as our light level goes up, cool. But I'm with you. Reward culture uh, needs to be looked at heavily and they need to figure out what the investment loop of this game should be. It still feels like, especially when we were talking about those conversations on Twitter from some of the devs, I'm nervous because the conversations still seem to be in a very premature stage. It doesn't seem like they're very far along down the road of like, hey, we are working towards this new reality. There's and after the last so i've been playing Fortnite like regularly for about three weeks now maybe and that battle pass dude it just pains me every time i see it because it's so engaging right it mm -hmm. it makes me want to hop in and play every single day do my daily challenges get my stars so i can keep pushing it forward i've got this long chain of things like i get that skin at that mark i get 100 v bucks there i get that cool emote at that point 
And I just look at Destiny, I'm like, come on, this would be so easy to implement into your game. You've had the record book stuff before. You've, you, you've got a game ripe for adding all sorts of cool stuff. <laughs> and each season should just be, like, in my mind, each season is a new raid, a few new strikes, and lots of new gear that you have that season to go after and try and accumulate. Next season, new raid, couple new strikes, and you keep diving deep into it. I mean, you've been playing Borderlands now for a long while. You're still finding unique weapons that you've never had before that are fun mm -hmm. to use. There is yeah. the potential for that in the Destiny world. So, I don't know. That's kind of where my head's at. Yep, exactly. Agreed. We're about 60 hours in and no end in sight, in my opinion. <laughs> so, Iron Banner 66 is coming this Tuesday by the time you're listening to the show. Diddy, I played some Iron Banner, or excuse me, some Rumble with six people. It's way better. I really, really <laughs> like it with six people, Agreed. whatever they did and modified and changed it's cool and, and you'll probably be seeing that footage on screen if you guys are watching the youtube version of the show so uh thumbs up who'd have thought six people in rumble diddy is the way to go man well apparently destiny one knew sorry sarcasm <laughs> sarcasm all right uh transitioning over to warframe warframe had its dev stream 109 this last nice. week folks over at digital extremes if you guys have never sat in on a dev stream these happen pretty regularly i think they're once a month and it's members of the senior level staff over at Digital Extremes sitting down with Rebecca Ford, the community operations manager. I think that's her title. And um, they just talk about what's coming down the pipeline. They show off new content, timetables, what they're thinking about, things that worked, things that didn't work. Really like a chill conversation. And they have Twitch drops enabled usually for these streams. So if you watch, you get in-game items. Two things I wanted to point out. Uh, there's a new Warframe, Korra, that's coming to PC this week that I'm really looking forward to. They showed off her abilities, great-looking frame, and everybody gets pretty excited when a new frame is being added to the game. But there is also a new game mode, Diddy, coming to the game called Sanctuary Onslaught that they've shown off the last couple of months. So this is kind of like a horde mode but mixed with a, a sharp time limit. Essentially... You go into a tile set with a certain set of enemies and you have to kill those enemies in let's say two or two and a half minutes, right? And if you kill them in two and a half minutes, a portal opens, you go through the portal, it takes you to another, a different tile set with other enemies and you have two and a half minutes to kill them. And then you go through the portal and it, you know, in between these portals, you get a little score sheet that shows how you did, you know, your, your rank, how many kills, that kind of stuff in comparison with your other squad mates. And you keep going, and it gets harder and harder and harder until you can't go any further. Um, it's not meant to be an activity that lasts for hours, they've said, and it's more like a bite-sized uh, content for veterans is what Warframe's sort of building it as. So think probably 30 to 35 minutes, and then you also get rewards, I think, between every two waves. So pretty cool idea, and if you've seen it, it looks rad because you could go from, like, the snow tile set over to the Void tile set, over to Mars, and it looks like a, a neat piece of content, like really utilizing assets in a creative way, you know? So when you mentioned that, the, yeah. the different environments, right? So that means that each tile set could have its different enemies. Like you could start out with Grenier and then go to Corpus. Yes. And you're, that's really cool because obviously different weapons or different uh, damage types work differently against those different types of enemies. So that's, that's really cool. You got to plan ahead to prepare for any situation i think that is super awesome and we talked about in the pre-show it's it's sort of a pseudo finite round limit yeah uh, they didn't specify a hard limit like five rounds ten rounds or whatever but 
they just said it progressively gets harder and harder so that you just you can't progress it's just going to be too hard to defeat all the enemies within the time limit that i really like that because it's it's still technically infinite but for the really really hardcore players it gives them something to go for like oh yeah i survived 36 rounds last night oh yeah well we went 38 or something like that it's that's really cool i like that a lot Mm -hmm. and all behind the scenes they're still working on an open world uh map for venus so last october in warframe they came out with the planes of eidolon which was like this Mm -hmm. huge open world free expansion i'm air quoting expansion to the game and it's gone fairly well i think a lot of people enjoyed planes there were some problems with it but they're looking to add a new open world space on venus that they've not really showed much off for just yet that's still being worked on in the background warframe is still a game i highly recommend to anybody who liked destiny one or destiny two players because while they're very different there's a ton of overlap and it's got to be one of the best free-to-play games maybe ever diddy is that like too much to say (laughs) i think you know i think if we had this game when we were growing up i think it would have been the greatest thing ever right the graphics are amazing the gameplay is there it's really fluid there's lots of end game content there's lots of quests there's lots of missions there's so much it's so deep for a free-to-play game it kind of blows my mind so i would say it's yeah it's one of the best free-to-play games out there ever of all time it's yep. very much Farmville. That would be like my one, <laughs> two words of caution with Warframe, okay? Endgame, and, and a huge portion of the game is about collecting and building and growing more powerful, right? Most investment games, that sounds about right. But a lot of your time is going to be spent on farming specific mods, farming the resources to upgrade those mods, you know, farming the resources to get more frames or... You know, maybe you need to get more platinum, which is the, like, actual real-world currency. Well, you can do that in-game by, like, let's say I'm going to go farm Trinity Prime, and then I'll go sell Trinity Prime to another player and accumulate platinum that way. It is it is all centered around gear collection at the end of the day. And the other word of caution I have for a new player is watch guides. If you're going to get into Warframe, it maybe takes the award I said earlier like one of the best free to play games ever but it may take the award for one of the worst new player experiences ever like it turns off so many people because of how vague and uh, just ambiguous it is for new people when they show up it's very hard to know what to do when to do it without watching guides is that fair to say like is that yeah is it, yeah <laughs> I would say that's 100% accurate it is a extre- it's an extremely steep initial learning curve because it's so deep right there are so many current so many systems in place that a new player is just going to be like well what does this do what should i invest my time in doing this or should i be doing this should i get this weapon should i do this frame should i do this ability or whatever it's if you have two monitors have the warframe wiki open and just google or just search for everything just learn as much as you can because it's 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 a fantastic game, but that initial learning curve, man, it is steep, steep. Props to Digital Extremes, too, for, like, their honesty. So during these dev streams, sometimes they pitch new ideas to the community, and Steve, one of the, the top-level guys there at the studio, is talking about doing a damage update, damage 2.5. We're on, like, I think damage 2.0-ish right now. And he pushes the idea out there on a dev stream and also follows it up, I think, with, like, a Reddit post or something. 
and the community reacts very negatively to the ideas that are proposed. I mean, it went it went over like a lead balloon. Not well at all. So Steve came out and said on, on this stream, look, we heard your feedback. You guys do not like the direction we were planning on taking it. So we're scrapping 2.5 altogether, and our next revisit to damage is going to be at 3.0, and it's going to be completely different. So there's just... DE has an insane level of transparency when it comes to how they interact with the community, and I just appreciate that. And a developer, it's got to be hard. Like if you put all this time and effort thinking and theory crafting into something, <laughs> you put it out there, go, oh, the player base doesn't really like this. I guess we need to go back to the kitchen and, and rework it. I guess. Yep, exactly. It's like they they came out say, hey, with your with your tacos, we're gonna start adding cilantro. And then that's just the worst idea ever. And like, okay, well, maybe you don't like cilantro because cilantro is literally the worst food on the planet. So there you go. <laughs> Are you serious? You don't like cilantro? Cilantro is the worst thing ever. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm part of the population that thinks it tastes like soap. You can Google it. It's true. Scientifically proven. And I just, I can't stand it. <laughs> really? You, Which it is tastes why like soap to you? I'm going to disappoint so many listeners. This is why I don't like Chipotle. Because they have cilantro rice, I know I can I can get the, 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 the whole grain. You can get, I whole, can get grain. the whole grain, mm-hmm. or I can get I can ask for just the white rice, but they have to go in the back and get it before they mix it. But it's just I I know no Sorry. way. <laughs> Four to fourteen percent of the population, it tastes like soap. What? Yep. Wow. Okay. Well, welcome to my no. world. <laughs> I will never make a dish with cilantro for Diddy. Pencil that into iPhone. There you go. <laughs> Never forget. That, that reminds me, I went to a burger place across the street and I got a coleslaw on the burger because I thought I'd try something new. Yeah. And I'm chewing, I'm like, okay, this tastes really good. And then I bite in, oh, it's got cilantro in it. I couldn't finish the burger. I couldn't do Aww. it. It was so strong. That's weird. All right. Well, on that interesting note, Diddy, Borderlands 3, <laughs> I wanted to talk about this because we have information from, you guessed it, an investor earnings call of Take Two, who is the publisher. Of Borderlands. It's also the publisher of Red Dead Redemption, like Bioshock, Mafia, XCOM. I didn't know they had Red Dead Redemption under their umbrella. I know they used to publish, I think, GTA games, but Rockstar self-published GTA 5, which is insane in and of itself. But I'm going to pull a quote here from Take-Two CEO Strauss Zelnick said, A highly anticipated new title from one of 2K's biggest franchises is in development for the fiscal year of 2019. It is October 2018 to September 2019. This is a claim Zelnick repeated in August. Then in February of this year, Take-Two issued a press release announcing that a highly anticipated new title from one of 2K's biggest franchises is coming out during fiscal year 2019. In other words, this could very well be Borderlands 3 with a release date somewhere near March 2019. And of course, Diddy could be all the way back into October or November of this year. However, we do know Red Dead Redemption 2 was delayed to October 2018. So is Borderlands 3 a 2019 release, or do you think they push it, like, slotted in November of 2018? I know what you hope, but what do you think? So obviously I hope it's going to be this year because, like you said, fiscal year 2019 starts at the, in the middle of this year, right? Yeah. But because of the simple fact they have Red Dead Redemption 2 releasing later this year, I don't think it's going to be 2018. I do think it's going to be, like, March 2019 for Borderlands 3 because... I, I mean, unless they want to put them against each other in the market, which I don't think would be smart because they're publishing both. Yep, yep. But I, I, I think the realistic 
and reasonable expectation is Borderlands 3 early 2019. And I would appreciate that because every freaking developer ever stacks up their releases in the holiday, right? October, November, December, there's always too much to play. There's always too many good things coming out. No matter how dry a year it is, it's still packed in that space. Yet March, March is awesome, dude. Like this year we had Monster Hunter, which definitely helped me out during January and February. Like fun game for those months. Some of my favorite games come out in March because I get the chance to try like story stuff like Horizon Zero Dawn was mm -hmm. late February last year and Near Automata I think was also February or early March two of my favorite games like ever in the last five to ten years and then we've got God of War coming up which that's been getting like 10 out of 10 reviews dude have you seen that yes I am super excited about God of War I've confession never played a God of War game but this one looks awesome I know the others are great as well but this one looks like I might pick it up. God of War 2, super good. Super, super good. Um, yeah, I'm interested in this one also. And then Division, the Division released in March. My point is, I like when games <laughs> release in March because I have more time to play them and, and enjoy them instead of feeling like there's a sprint going on in November and December. So anyway, I think that's pretty much all the news rounding out this week, Dibby. Anything we missed? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, right. I mean... I'm really excited about later this year because we've got, I don't know. I mean, Red Dead Redemption 2 is really great. I didn't play the first one, but that's a really great game. Borderlands 3, obviously, I'm really excited about. Um, Tales for Borderlands as well. I might have to try that out. It's free on Twitch Prime, so. Oh, yeah. We forgot to mention that. So you Twitch Prime members, Tales from the Borderlands is free. I just saw that earlier today. If you've never played a Telltale game, they are point-and-click style choose your adventure kind of games and the choices you make have pretty lasting impacts like characters can die and never come back or you know different spoilers endings, that bro thing. yeah <laughs> <laughs> um one thing i did want to mention too i was just thinking about the taken queen this september watching the the parts of the warframe documentary was a good reminder i need to watch that super good no clip documentary um there is hope like no game is doomed forever unless you're lawbreakers. Unless and you're lawbreakers. I'm really sad about that. About <laughs> Dude, I'm so bad. Radical Heights is getting so much amazing press and I'm happy about it. But dang it, lawbreakers <laughs> was so fun. And I'm just going to assume Nexon wouldn't let him go free to play. Off topic. Anyway, bring it back. It's never too late to make a radical 180. And I think there's still a large community of people who Destiny 1 was a hobby they really enjoyed who want that kind of hobby back. And if we can somehow, if Bungie can whatever, do a philosophical 180 and all their resources, maybe they are all hands on decking, taking Queen, well then who knows? Maybe there is some hope. But fingers crossed, we'll just have to wait to see an expansion two is in between now and then. So, Man, if they, of course, I'm going to say it again. If they can do free-to-play Taken Queen expansion that revamps a lot of Destiny 2 systems, it's really good. I think that'll be it. That would be the pitiful moment. Yep, Destiny's great again. Let's go play. But but Mr. Krabs, I like <laughs> money. That's my favorite meme, and it works for every... I mean, like, Activision is full-on Mr. Krabs. I like money. Hello. Yep. There's exactly. no chance. But Which is why they're releasing Destiny, Taken Queen, and uh, the next Call of Duty back-to-back, -back, pretty much. Of course, Destiny yeah. release date's not confirmed, but we can only assume... 
I would love like, to have a conversation about like the ideal financial model for de- uh, Destiny, like moving forward. You've got this Fortnite generation who's just not. It's, it's a generation of people who are growing up not paying sixty dollars for a game. You know what I mean? And so yep. we're gonna reach some point where there's a crossover where paying sixty dollars for a game that doesn't give you this sort of perpetual engagement loop, you're gonna have these new young guns going, yeah, no, no thanks. This <laughs> this, this one's free. But I buy yeah. lots of skins. All the skins. I think that would be a really great discussion in a future show because the games as a service is becoming more of a commonplace thing. You had software as a service like Adobe, right? Yeah. Adobe Photoshop. I don't want to spend eight hundred dollars. Okay, just pay a couple bucks a month. Yep. Bam. There you go. All right. Where can people find your content? Twitter.com slash Diddy DTS D I T T Y D T S and YouTube.com slash Wooshness W O O O S H N E S S. You can join the conversation, discord.me slash destiny the show, and also follow us on Twitter at destiny the show. All the links from today and more on our website, destinytheshow.com. You can follow me on Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube at BBK Dragoon. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great week, and we'll talk with you next time. Mm-hmm.